is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday afternoon. As always, whatever's on your mind, we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464, day after Election Day. We'll get an updated count around 5 o'clock from the Whatcom County Auditor's Office. People sending powder, powdery envelopes around to election offices here in the state. Not here in uh, Whatcom County, but uh, Skagit County's uh, count was uh, shut down for a while. Um King County, they say they got an envelope that uh, tested positive for traces of fentanyl. Pierce County, Spokane County, that's great. Yeah, let's mess with our our election system, which is what, you know, haven't we looked on that with pride throughout our lives? This is something that makes America something something different, something to a nation that... uh, can be looked up to in the world, yet we trash it. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, interesting results. It looks like we looks very much like we will um, now have a, a tax in place that will start to pay for a new jail, in addition to other services for those who uh, may be heading in that direction. Uh, but uh, so that uh, that uh, looks like it has passed. I mean, it's comfortably ahead, 66 percent or something like that support. Uh, some of the other races very close. Uh, the, the Bellingham mayor's race, uh, the um, race for sheriff, very, very close. I mean, just a handful of ballots uh, or votes so far. So I'll get an update uh, around five o'clock. The Watkins County Auditor says that uh, they'll have a new New count out. We'll see if anything changes there. But um, as always, we want to hear from you, whatever is on your mind. And, uh, uh, heck, let's start out with Tim and Everson. Hey, Tim. Hey, Joe. How are you doing today? Do- doing all right. Doing okay. Uh, hey, I wanted to respond to a couple calls from yesterday. Okay. Uh, Jim needs to do a little bit more research on from the river to the sea. And I'll leave that one at that because I think he took a little quip out of Wikipedia, and that's not all it said, but I'll leave that there. But you know what? I like Michelle. Okay. Uh, I got to say I was very disappointed when she said that minimum wage earners aren't trying. Yeah, I think that that was an unfair statement, but go ahead. I want to give you my testimonial on it. I employed a lot of people, and a lot of them, and most of them were minimum wage people. And I will tell you, I have a few good friends, and at least half of them are from that minimum wage pool. They were hardworking individuals, and she said they weren't trying. Well, these people were trying. And I'm telling you, they were trying. And you can say, well, you were paying a minimum wage. Yeah. I did as much as I could for <laughs> okay. them. I was, I was, I was going to say, well, yeah, you're just paying them bad. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm mocking. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah, I I'm went teaser. out of my way to do what I could for those people. 
they had the highest integrity, the best work ethic that I've ever seen in my life. They, uh, you know, and a couple times, on one time I went to a court hearing for one guy. On a couple times I went to immigration hearings. I was honored enough to to be invited to two of their weddings. Okay. And, and, uh, you know, one of these guys that I'm talking about, he didn't have an influential or powerful parent. His parents abandoned him. And he got taken in by his grandparents. And he worked three jobs. He worked 50 hours at my job, plus he went to community college. Okay. All right. Well, I, I think you make and, a good point. I yeah. just, I just don't think it's fair to say that these people aren't trying and I'd ask Michelle, and I have one other comment after this. I'd ask Michelle, when she's sitting down at the restaurant, because she eats out all the time, and her food server brings her her food, does she think, gee, or he, just isn't trying? Okay. All right. That's- and my last point is, which is kind of a question, because it was kind of weird to me, uh, I went hunting on Monday, and I stopped in at the Ferndale McDonald's, and they were a little bit short-staffed. I think they were like, I counted seven people in there, and I guarantee you, not one of those people were under 50 years of age. I understand it was a Monday. I understand it was a Monday morning. I understand McDonald's is paying $17 an hour. But where is the young workforce? Well, uh, a good question, I guess. But uh, at least those people are working because they, for whatever reason, they need to work or they want to work. And um, there you have it. I think uh, maybe the young people are out making more than minimum wage. Who knows? But um, all right. But I think you make a good uh, point, Tim, about uh, people uh, and maybe they're working a job that pays minimum wage because they're not trained in that area or they haven't had the opportunity to get uh, get training. Or maybe, as I made the point the other day, that they're getting back into the workforce. Who knows? There are any number of uh, things. So once again, I think we enter dangerous ground or unfair ground when we start to generalize about people. But thanks for your call, Tim. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing all right. Yeah, Tim made a good point. I think there's a lot of people in America that make good money, six figures or more, and they're broke. So regardless of what you make, it's how you spend and how you live. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who could work their whole life at minimum wage or just above, but they live frugally. They save a little bit. And by the time they retire, they have, say, a 401k or IRA plus yeah. Social Security, and they're fine. So we hear about those people for? sometimes. You know, the, the people, right. a person who's been a, smart. a, a yeah, a, a janitor at a college for their their whole life almost, and then they 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 come to find out, you know, they pass away and come to find out they have this huge multi million dollar estate that uh, they were just frugal, they inherited or something. Yeah, they or never they, wasted it, and they were good stewards of their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to call about a meeting today I attended in Linden, put on by Save Family Farmers uh, okay. at the Northwest Washington Fairgrounds, and they're talking about the upcoming water adjudication. The State Department of Ecology 
is planning to file in Whatcom County Court next April what's called a water adjudication. They've done this in Yakima and a couple other places in the Columbia Basin, and it can take many, many years. And they are. this is the first time they're doing groundwater adjudication. It's never been done before. No one knows why the Department of Ecology picked Whatcom County, but they picked the Nooksack Basin as this needed a place to take everyone to court. And they had a lawyer, an expert water attorney lawyer from Olympia, give a presentation. And yes, everyone who uses domestic well, whether you, even though it's permit exempt from the county, it still has what's known as a state water right. It's just one you don't have to get a permit for. Anyone who does not choose to participate in this lawsuit, meaning you have to file paperwork, you have to pay money, hopefully you don't have to have a lawyer. They're hoping that the homeowner one will be real simple. But if you don't participate, you can lose the use of your water. And they're estimating some 5,000 rural water users, you know, five acres with a well, one acre with a well, including farmland and irrigation rights. And everything that does have paper water rights, if you don't participate in this lawsuit, you will lose your water rights. Hard and fast, doesn't matter how old it is, you don't participate and join the lawsuit. Because people are going to ignore this, right? A certain percent are like, well, that's crazy. I'm not going to do paperwork and spend money. And, you know, I've been using it forever, and I've got this county certificate from 1980 that says I have a exempt well and blah, blah, blah. It don't matter. So this is what's happening. This is what's coming. And it's kind of sad, but well, maybe it is. coming for everybody. But you say Cities nobody do. knows why. Now, if you go to the yes. Ecology website, because you sent an email earlier about yes. this, and that uh, spurred my... Uh, my curiosity. Okay. So I, I, and I haven't, there's a, there's a video that uh, the uh, ecology has posted on their website about this, you know, explaining adjudication. There was a meeting apparently a while back and, and uh, it's an hour and a half. So I didn't have time to watch it. So I, I want to watch that and get more up to speed on this. One that the ecology put on one of the public meetings, like right. uh-huh. and yeah, explaining there was, was like this. three, four weeks ago or something. Yeah. And uh, but you know I'm on the ecology page right now. Uh, questions about Nooksack adjudication. They talk yes. about why it's necessary, and this, like you said, this has never been done. So this is the wild. You know, it's been the wild west more than more or less up until this point. I mean, there are some. Really. There are some entities that have. have right. There are some that do. There's you know there yeah. there, there are the tribes. There are public utility districts and some and others cities. And, and right. Linden, Ferndale, Everson, they draw from the Nooksack. They and, have some sort of state, right? They're not doing it illegally. I'm right, sure they're right. not. And anybody who ha- gets water from an association like that doesn't have to take part in this individually. But no, those but who are out there, will be yeah. part of the lawsuit. And but, they're going to, yeah. at some point, make their members pay if it's going to cost them. You know, the association, like any entity, I, nonprofit or not, doesn't just eat the money. They have to cost money. But we're at the point, too, where population has grown so much and water use has has, stra- has strained and stressed the, you know, different aspects, different people. But that's uh, not people. really and, true in Watson County, Joe. We have a unique situation here with abundant water for the first okay. time in 75 well, years. We so actually had a couple wells maybe go you dry. Can argue we do not that, have a shortage. Well, at times there there is a shortage, and it depends. It's artificial. It's made up on paper, saying in-stream hmm. flows are X whatever. And now, when okay. the farmers quit watering in September, the in-stream flows are much less in October and November because there's no rain yet, and there's very little snowmelt due to dropping temperatures. The fish somehow survive okay. the much lower water flows after the irrigation season than during the irrigation season. See, there's many things that are never addressed or told to the public that are true. Okay. So it's artificial shortages on paper. Most of this. 
So and we could just so by the, your reasoning, though, Rich, we could just go willy nilly into the future. Anybody uses whatever water they want to use, and to heck with all this and rulemaking and and coming. And I mean, don't nope, you? I mean, if, now, Rich, if you run there a business, are rules in place. okay, but there aren't, right? and there's yes, no there accounting. Tell me how there aren't. There's yes, there is. If, go to Dude, the go to the ecology website. This has oh never God. been done. This overall overarching. Uh, account, accounting for all the water that's being used, and that's what this is all about: is this is figuring out who's using water, who has the rights they to use how much water. Work for that and, already. All right, Rich. Well, go ahead and tell them that. I guess you can make that argument in in uh, the court when you're uh, involved in this lawsuit. But go and watch the video, and uh, I think you're getting really wound up, and I and and folks are getting really wound up about this issue when. Uh, it, it's a it's a process that it really needs to be done, and sometimes there are accountings that not everybody is happy about. And but I, I mean, we are a growing population. We're using more and more resources. We can't just use resources without any kind of a plan moving forward. I mean, if you are managing anything, you have to know what's coming in and what's going out, and. I think water resources here in Whatcom County are just as important as any other kind of a county, seems to me. Um, and, uh, and once again, the heavy hands of government. If you hate government and you think government is just inherently evil, none of this will ever make sense. And I, I, there's nothing that I can really ever say about that, but uh, that, that will change that. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We got John, Jim, Michelle on the line. We want to hear from you too. 360-676-5464. Right now, American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, along with Mars Heating and Air Conditioning, are giving away a full heating and cooling system to two families in need. Visit MarsHeating.com now and fill out the application for a chance to get a free heating and cooling system. We're looking for two families to help, whether life's throwing them a curveball you're uh, disabled, maybe there's a, a veteran that could use some help, we're going to be providing a full heating and cooling setup. I mean, what that really equates to is you're going to be comfortable when it's 95 degrees and you're going to be comfortable when it's 10 degrees. The reality is that we've been successful because of the community. This is our way of giving back to that. We're looking for submissions. This can be from you personally. This could be from a family member. Really, we just want to hear your story. What's got you down in life and, and what we can do to help? Visit MarsHeating.com today. Mars Heating and Air Conditioning, an independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. This is Steve Jostens from Hinton Chevrolet in Linden. Holidays are just around the corner with busy schedules coming up for everyone. So let's jump on that year-end purchase or that pre-winter service right away before we run out of time. Hinton Chevrolet, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden across from McDonald's or online at HintonMotors.com. 
We're heading across the pond for this week's PNW Perk. Archer's Ale House is back with another PNW Perks deal Thursday at 8 a.m. Whether you're looking for a place to catch the game this season, enjoy some truly incredible food, or looking to have a great time in general, Archer's Ale House is the hottest place around. Stop in for dinner and a pint, stay for trivia and karaoke. Serving a rich, hearty menu, rotating beers, and extensive bottle list, seasonal cocktails, and a new late-night menu. It's European pub vibes right here in the Pacific Northwest. This Thanksgiving, Archer's will be open 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., starting with a proper Irish breakfast, then serving up a traditional all-you-can-eat feast starting at 2. So you can leave the cooking and cleaning to someone else and enjoy the day with your friends or come make some new ones. Stop by the Archer Ale House on 10th and Harris in Fairhaven. The Archer Ale House, changing the game. Thursday at 8 a.m., spend $25 and get 50 bucks to spend at Fairhaven's favorite pub, the Archer Ale House. Visit pnwperks.com for details. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's go to Steve in Bellingham. Hi, Steve. Yes. Oh. Hi. Hi, Joe. Steve. I'm glad to have a chance to talk to you. Good to have you. I wanted... <laughs> Thank you. I don't come on very often, but uh, today I was just listening and the issue with water rights. I don't want it to go there. But a similar subject would be electrical power okay. situation in both Washington and the Northwest. Same comment that you made. You know, we can't use more than is produced. And if we don't produce more power, um, you know, we're going to have to cut back. Same thing with water. If we don't have water, you can't use it. If you don't make the power, you know, and charge up your electric cars or whatever you're doing, you won't be able to, we won't be have, we'll have to have cutbacks. We'll have brownouts. We'll have shutoffs. We'll, that's what'll happen. Uh-huh. So we need to be cutting back, reducing our electrical consumption. And I'm not going to go into the, you know, CO2 issue, but power, okay. same kind of thing. You know, we got to mm-hmm. look at it and say, because in the United States, 20, I want to say 23, 24% of all power generated in the United States comes from coal. Mm-hmm. So that's another, We, as far as the United States go, Washington's not because we've got some hydro, we've got some wind, a little bit of power, solar. But basically in the United States, we're still heavily, de- you know, depending on coal. And there's natural gas too, coal-fired power plants that, uh, not coal-fired, but power, natural gas cogeneration. Uh-huh. So yeah. anyway, okay. we ought to be cutting back on our electrical consumption so that we don't run into blackouts and those kind of things. Okay. All right, Thank thanks, you Steve. For your time. Yeah, appreciate thanks, your call. Bill. All right, okay. and and it's true. I mean, uh, electricity is another um, uh, uh, resource that uh, we rely on, quite obviously, and um, and we do have to have the we have to create the electricity and also have the delivery system, the infrastructure to deliver it, and uh, so that will need upgrading as we move more into this electrified, hyper electrified world. I guess we could call it, uh, and. I, you know, and the difference I guess I see between, say, water here locally and electricity is we should be able to create more electricity just through our, um, you know, the, the way we produce it. Uh, and obviously there are, there's still, uh, as, uh, as Steve pointed out, we rely on coal in different regions. We here locally don't rely on it that much, and I think it's being phased out. 
as far as coal pr- or uh, electricity production here in our region, but in other parts of the country, it's um, the primary uh, source of power. And so we do need to transition away from that, but uh, it's still a reality. Thanks for your call, Steve. Let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, and wind and solar are falling in, in price every year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, what uh, uh, our our good friend Rich was talking about with the water situation, I think they're trying – our state is trying to avoid a situation like they have in Arizona, in La Paz County, where they have the Saudis – have a farm where they grow alfalfa for mm. their animals way back then they ship it all the way there right but yeah they're they're pumping out three thousand gallons of water per minute out of arizona which has water scarcity but yeah so uh, i mean yeah it's at well, some I point think, i think wasn't mean, it was it maricopa county that um they're putting the brakes on new development because they just don't think they have the water resources for uh you know yeah. major new developments and uh, so that I mean, we don't want to get to that point, and I think we're along. We're not living in a desert like uh, Phoenix is, but um, we still. It's it makes sense that we take stock of what we've got and uh, what is being used and how we move forward. Um, I'm going to answer Michael's Michael's uh, from Ferndale's uh, question about Ukraine, but uh, at some point when you get a chance, you got to check out Bill Maher's uh, podcast. The Rick Club Random, where he talks to Candace Owens, okay. that nut. Yeah, okay. they disagree about January sixth. You know, she says it was nothing, and you know she she doesn't believe in the moon landings. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> all right. The United States of America, the only country to ever 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 land human beings on on the moon. Well, you know, these people are fundamentally anti-American. They don't like us. They don't like our system. They don't, you know. But whatever. Uh, as far Michael, as far as Ukraine. So I called in and, and I said, you know, how happy I was that we have elections because they don't have elections. And you're like, oh, you're so happy. Well, what about Ukraine and their corruption? Look, it's going to take them a, a while. I mean, they've, they've had done amazing strides shaking off the Russian corruption. That's the main factor that, that was corrupting them was, was the oligarchy from, from, from Russia. And if you didn't notice, they're at war on their own territory. And so... Even Lincoln, during the Civil War, suspended habeas corpus. And so, yes, they're not going to have. Uh, I, I mean, they're they're under uh, martial law right 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 now. I mean, the, people are scattered all around the country. Some of them killed in action, and and you know they're they're making tremendous strides. They uh, they bridged the the Dnipro River uh, over the weekend. Anyway, and the, the HIMARS are hitting their, their their targets. The thing is, you know, I I don't understand like corruption. You want to talk corruption? Look at look at your buddy in uh, in in Russia, Putin. So corrupt that he corrupted our elections. And yes, I will never back down on the fact that Donald Trump is an agent and a buddy of of Vladimir Putin. And Paul Paul Manafort got busted for it. Read the Mueller report. I mean, Paul Manafort's business partner, uh, this this guy Konstantin Kalimnik, he was he was an agent of the Russian intelligence. So you know you can say whatever you want. And say, oh, that didn't happen. Or oh, let's let's revisit COVID. We have two separate views of the world. And uh, I don't know if you took a look at the election results last last night, 
But you know, you guys are the, are the dog that caught par as 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 far as a woman's right to choose and pushing this maniac Trump on us. Okay. Had enough. All right, John. Appreciate your call. But and I would say too, when it comes to uh, Ukraine, and our caller Michael yesterday was talking about uh, the issues uh, that uh, Ukraine is still is has to deal with or should deal with as far as. Uh, corruption and uh, irregularities in its uh, dem- democracy. Uh, but um, this is a country that uh, was obviously quite undemocratic under the Soviet Union. And uh, had, I, I don't think we can ap- compare our democracy here or how our voting system functions and uh, some uh, country like that that uh, you know, lived under a communist system until just a few decades ago. But just my thoughts. So <clears throat> I've got to take a quick break. We got Michelle and Jim on the line, and we hope to hear from you too. Whatever's on your mind, as always, 360-676-5464. Don't get stuck inside. Go to Summit Adventure Park, the place for fun, exercise, and birthdays with high-performance trampolines, giant slides, and so much more. Become a monthly member at Summit Adventure Park for just 25 bucks a month and jump all day, every day for just 25 bucks a month. <laughs> Summit has the best birthday packages in town. Invite all your friends for two hours of fun, including pizza and no cleanup for mom and dad either. And monthly members receive 20% off the best birthday parties automatically. Listen to what Heidi has to say. I'm a grandmother with a grandson I love to spoil. We've hosted his last two birthday parties at Summit, and it couldn't have been easier or more fun. I just went online, booked the date, entered the number of guests, selected a few fun options, and it was done. The staff was awesome that day and couldn't have been nicer. The kids played jumped, ate, and we all got to chill at our reserved birthday table. No pre-prep, no cleaning, and as Lucas says, it's the best birthday present ever. Summit Adventure Park on Meridian next to Home Goods. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. I'm Secretary of State Steve Hobbs. Voting for the general election ended November 7th, but results are not final until counties certify later this month. Your local election office will continue receiving ballots that were postmarked by Election Day and will make sure every valid vote counts. Check the status of your ballot by visiting votewa.gov. That's V-O-T-E-W-A dot G-O-V. Sponsored by the Office of Secretary of State and aired in cooperation with the Washington State Association of Broadcasters and this station. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us here on this Wednesday. Let's go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How are you today? Doing all right. Well, I had a few things going. Uh, I thought I'd respond to Tim and Everson. Uh, It is true. I looked at the Wikipedia, uh, and I saw other 
uh, mentions of different groups or possible meanings of pushing them into the sea or from the river to the sea. Uh, but I do maintain that it was a progressive uh, group of uh, Palestinians that used that term. And I believe if you check, it'll probably um, say that, that it was just describing the uh, land and the area that uh, progressive Palestinians would want to inhabit. Uh, also, more than likely with uh, Jews intermixed in amongst them. So I, I gave an, uh, an example of that uh, to an Israeli and a Jew, uh, excuse me, an Israeli and a Palestinian, Edward Steed, that uh, still nourished the notion of living uh, peacefully side by side. So the other thing is, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named Ahmed Dinajat. Uh, he was the president of Iran, mm -hmm. uh, and this has been going on for some time. Now, the first thing I'll say is Israel has the most powerful army. Uh, they, there's no uh, mystery to the fact that they've pretty much won all the wars there, the major wars. Uh, and Nakhbadinejan was the president of Iran, and instead of saying throwing him into the sea, which they attributed him to, say, to saying, he actually said, uh, this was about 20 years ago, that he thought that Israel would wither away much like the Soviet Union. Okay. And it's also, it's also true that the Palestinians and the Hezbollah uh, have no uh, serious uh, ability to push Israel into the sea. They just don't, especially the Palestinians. They have no army, no navy, no air force, and they're constantly under uh, a fire. So... Uh, and then uh, I guess that should be about it. I thought I'd have one other thing to say, but I'll wrap it up. Let somebody else go. Okay. So thanks for letting me on. All right, Jim. Thanks. Appreciate your call. Let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, boy, the callers on this show are just great. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most entertaining show. I don't think there's any talk show in the whole Northwest that's more entertaining than this one. Well, I appreciate that. I'm not that. saying that just because I participate. I just think the callers are entertaining, whether I agree with them or not. Awesome. <laughs> um, and you do a great job, of course, too. You know, whether you agree with me or not, I don't care. I only care that you do a good job, and you do. And you're honest, and I like that. Um, the uh, a lot of people think you're a little too liberal still, but that's yeah, fine. That, you know, that, that's true. But I think I, you're actually getting more realistic about. I think you know how the world works now. I really do. <laughs> anyway, uh, I tend to think extreme liberals don't know how the world works, and you could probably say the same thing about extreme right wingers too. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, being in the middle of the pack, um, I'll talk. Uh, first of all, I just want to quickly say uh, thank you, Whatcom County. Uh, nearly, I think it's nearly two-thirds of our voters have approved a new jail. It's pretty mm -hmm. much a, a fait accompli now. Yeah. And um, it's going to be a wonderful way to both uh, lock up the people who need to be locked up, but also uh, hopefully uh, give a chance to the people who don't want to make a career out of jail to, uh, you know, rehabilitate and hopefully, um, you know, convince the drug addicts that their way of life is just a total stone-cold loser and that they also need help. Um, and then I also want to commend the Seattle voters uh, briefly, uh, without going into any details. Uh, the five uh, Marxist, communist, socialists, and general ne'er-do-wells on the city council that have caused just such an incredible upheaval in my favorite city, um, you know, for many years, 
they're all gone. They're they're all on the way out now, and the voters have they've either quit or the voters have booted them out. And I just think that's incredibly wonderful. So, and it's not like they're hiring right wingers. I mean, they're bringing in liberals, but they're rational liberals. They're not woke crazies, you know. Okay. And the other thing is, um, uh, in Spokane, seventy five percent last I heard of uh, the voters approved of um, of making it a crime. Uh, for anyone, uh, homeless or anything else, uh, drug addict, homeless, whatever, to camp within a thousand feet of a school, daycare center, park where children play, anywhere where there are children. And um, I think that's wonderful. Um, once again, we don't want to make homelessness a crime in the same way that other things are crimes, but we do need to take care of the problem by telling people. You just can't live anywhere you want, um, and you need to, uh, you know, straighten up, fly right, and you know, get straight on it. Now about the about Tim, I love Tim. I think he's great. I met him a couple of times. A good guy, but he didn't explain at all what kind of work um, that I think I assume it was some sort of a local agricultural or farming type work, but he did not explain the job. Um, I understand there are people, and they're not necessarily losers. In fact, I admire anyone who works. I probably didn't say that the other day, and I should have. Um, I do admire all work has dignity, and it does. And I'm not, I never meant to imply that they were like our friend Trump would say, a loser. But, you know, I just was saying that, uh, don't you love Trump? But, John, hello. (laughs) Anyway, I just, um, you know, I want to say that when I was at my 25th high school reunion, we were all in our early 40s. And um, I went to a very, very large, very famous high school in California. And, you know, uh, now granted, we did have a few dropouts and a few nerdy wells, but for the most part, you know, uh, you know, we had kids. What school who, doesn't? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, exactly, but we had a, a very uh, successful school in many respects. Okay. Um, and I was one of the three voted most likely to succeed, and I'm proud to say that I lived up to it, according to the 50th reunion. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. What what is pertinent? is that I actually, when I was asked to speak, I actually said we had about three, we had a huge school, and we had about 300 graduates there. And now granted, they, I think they were all graduates, uh, you know, and a lot of them weren't very good students, but I think they all made it through. Uh-huh. And I asked him, I said, "Is in, are any of you now working for minimum wage? Now, minimum wage in those days, we're talking 1991 here, uh, was, you know, I don't remember exactly, but it was, it was something like... Uh, I don't know, five or six dollars an hour, or something like that. And and all I know is that the federal minimum wage now. Now, when I was talking about minimum wage, I really wasn't clear enough, and I apologize for that. I should have said in my mind, I wasn't thinking about Washington's minimum wage. We do need a much, much higher minimum wage in Washington, Oregon, and California than most of the rest of the country because our cost of living is outrageous compared to much of the country. But even so, the federal minimum wage of $7.65 has not changed in a long, long time. And the uh, the, the uh, so-called tipped wage 
in for food servers and people who depend on tips is $2.39 in a bunch of Midwest states and southern states, you know, right. the states okay. where, you know, and all I'm saying is that, uh, you know, this is a whole different situation, and not one single person in my class was working for minimum wage at that time, uh, and at least was willing to admit it. And they all, um, you know, uh, you know, none of them raised their hand. Okay. okay. And okay. the other so- thing is, I just want to say the percentage of people who make minimum wage who reach over 30, let's say, I'm not talking about high school, college kids, over 30, the percentage is somewhere less than 5% of the population. And all I'm saying, and I'll stick to my guns on this, all I'm saying is that if you go to high school or get any kind of technical training after high school, wherever that is, if you uh, play, you know, keep your, um, you know, play your cards and, and you know, okay, keep okay. stay Right, right. Narrow, okay, what's your you point here? Not, my point is you will almost certainly make more than minimum wage. Okay. And, you know, it's just if you live a clean, sober and uh, industrious life, you will almost certainly make more than minimum wage. Okay. And and that's I'm talking about people, you know, 10, 15 years after high school. And so right. that's okay. all I'm saying, and I'm not condemning anyone who doesn't, and I just want Tim to know that, okay? All right. And thanks a million. Th- thanks, Michelle. And we'll take a quick break and be back with more. It's KGMI Connects. Whatever is on your mind, we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. <laughs> Volley Entertainment and Sports Bar in Bellingham is adding more entertainment than ever. You can pick up a pickleball paddle, grab a cornhole beanbag, dust off your ping pong skills, play shuffleboard, or darts with your buddies and more. And for all you golfers, practice on some of the world's greatest golf courses on their state-of-the-art golf simulator, all while enjoying one of their 16 local craft beers on tap and snacking away on Volley's great bar food. Everyone's gonna love that new blackout miniature golf course with some of the holes in a blackout. It's really cool. Somehow they got the Deception Pass bridge in that blackout room. Or maybe the group wants to kick back on the mezzanine level and watch some sports on TV. Plus, there's TV screens all over the place. Got a workplace holiday party to plan? Book it all at Volley. There's food and beverages and fun for everyone, no matter what their activity level. Bring your friends and family to Volley Entertainment Center and Sports Bar today. There's nothing like it in Bellingham. For more information, visit VolleyBellingham.com. You know those friends who say, stop by any time, and you're like, you don't really mean that. Well, unlike those friends, Dewey Griffin Subaru's Express Certified Subaru Tire and Service Center means it. They're open six days a week, including Saturdays. Stop by any time you need an oil change or any other minor maintenance, and they'll take care of you. No appointment necessary, and you'll get a free car wash with your service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded and community-driven. 1800 Iowa Street in Bellingham. Wilson's Furniture honors and celebrates the veterans in our community. Now through Veterans Day, Wilson's is celebrating with savings on mattresses. You'll always find a huge selection to choose from at Wilson's. And through Veterans Day, you'll find even bigger savings. My hospital stay would have cost $25,000. But with VA healthcare, it's free. My education would have cost $42,000. But with VA benefits, my books, tuition, and housing are all covered. The down payment for my home would have been $74,000. But with my VA home loan, my down payment was zero. My service was then. My benefits are now. 
Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here. Don't miss the holiday kickoff at CHS Northwest, Saturday, November 11th. Doors open early at 7 a.m. for this event, and you'll want to be first in line. The first 150 customers will receive a free pair of warm and toasty Muckluck socks. Doorbuster savings store-wide at CHS Northwest, November 11th. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Good to have you with us here on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's go right back to the phones. Judy in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Judy. Hi. You had some thoughts on homelessness? Yes, I wanted to comment about the last caller. Uh, just talk about homelessness. Uh-huh. Um, so children, some people, the people that I've met myself in town around have children who are homeless. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out that, you know, uh-huh. uh, there are other reasons why people become homeless. It's not always because of... Um, drug use, and uh, I just you know like to see the city doing more to help families on the streets. Yeah. Um, okay. And also, I'd like to talk about um, that point, and also that I hope they're going to definitely prioritize time and money for prevention, education, and helping people instead of just putting them in jail. I mean, I know we need, I'm glad to hear that, you know, we're going to get a better jail than one that's there, I guess, is in very good yeah. condition. But I just want to really emphasize that prevention, education, you know, intervention is really, really, really important. And that's it. Thanks, Judy. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I think you make really good points. And ultimately, um, Keeping people or diverting people from jail is going to be more cost effective than just putting people away. And uh, and when it comes to homelessness, too, it's to me, it seems that um, uh, because our previous caller and I really appreciate you calling, Judy, our previous caller talked about uh, uh, a a law passed. I I don't remember Spokane or what have you. Uh, banning uh, camping and certain spots, and I, I don't, I'm not a fan of seeing people camping wherever, in you know, in uh, in greenways or in uh, where wherever in parks, what have you. Um, but it seems to me that those laws are more treating a symptom rather than dealing with the issue. And and this kind of goes to the one of the at least one of the. Um, initiatives that is passing uh, we haven't seen an updated uh, count yet here in from the Whatcom County Auditor but one of the Bellingham initiatives that uh, deals with rental rights or renter rights um, and expands protections for renters uh, I understand people being frustrated with uh, big rent increases and that sort of thing I and I'm not I'll just say right up front I'm I'm not a fan of initiatives I I think they're they by and large, they they uh, function in a in a vacuum there, and they're they're pet peeves. They deal with pet peeves. By and large, there somebody comes up with something that really bugs them, and so they, let's get a petition out there or an initiative out there to 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 squelch this. But the the idea that okay, I'm going to make uh, landlords pay uh, relocation uh, expenses for renters if they if they rent. Or if they raise rent uh, within or eight percent or more in a certain period of time, and I, I guess the previous twelve months period or something like that, 
and I have to I would have to read the exact wording of the uh, of uh, the initiative. Um, and I understand people are get frustrated with big rent increases. I I'm not I haven't been a renter in a long time, so I don't have to deal with that. I'm up, and when you're you uh, you're a homeowner or a mortgage holder is more accurate, I guess. You, you find out how much how expensive it is, how expensive it is to maintain a property. That's for sure. But um, when you put the, uh, a heavy-handed rule like this in effect, that can obviously be be avoided by the landlord. Okay, I'll raise rent seven and a half percent within that same period, and then I avoid all that. But that uh, that said, um, it's it's focusing on, uh, and it's really. I would say punishing or an attempt to punish the few, in this case, landlords who might raise rent or be in the, be more or less pressured by the marketplace to raise rent uh, a large amount, rather than dealing with the overall increase in the, the cost of, uh, of housing in our community. And if you really want to make a, a dent in that, well, then it seems, you know, then you've got to get really heavy handed in bring an initiative that uh, puts rent control in place. If, if that would you, is what you think is going to fix this, just saying, I don't know, this arbitrary number of 8% or more, and then we're going to punish you if you raise it more than that. It just seems to me to be, um, once again, treating a symptom or uh, rather than treat, just going for the, the illness, the disease that is, uh, that is plaguing in that particular, uh, Part of society. Quick break. Back with more. We'll have time to take your call. 360-676-5464. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO at Barron Heating, AC Electrical and Plumbing. We are grateful to have served you for over 50 years. As a thank you for choosing Barron, we're giving back through our Barron Furnace Fund this holiday season. Thanks to you, our team is thrilled to be able to give a furnace to three families in need of heat this winter. Here at Barron, we know the importance of keeping your home safe, warm, and comfortable. The Furnace Fund will provide proper heat for a family that would otherwise go without. So as the weather gets cold, help us eliminate one more worry for those in need by giving the warmth of a furnace. If you know a family that can benefit from this gift, we want to hear about it. Visit barronheating.com for details and to recommend a deserving family now through November 30th. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Ready to upgrade your comfort system? For a limited time, Barron is offering a free water heater with the purchase of a new heating and cooling system. Don't wait. Call Barron for details today. Where do you go to find the best steakhouse between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C.? Northwest Washington's famed Steakhouse at Silver Reef is the place for award-winning, unforgettable fine dining. Savor our Northwest-sourced, dry-aged USDA prime steaks. Finish to perfection in our 1,800-degree broiler. Immerse yourself in world-class elegance. Browse our award-winning wine and spirit list, while our attentive staff help to create lasting memories. Reservations are recommended through SilverReefCasino.com or by calling Silver Reef Casino Resort. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. 
With more ways than ever to connect to news and entertainment, 90% of new car buyers want the tried-and-true AM-FM radio option. Gadgets are great, but when you're behind the wheel, you just want that local connection that you can't get from online apps. Local radio is dependable and free, with no subscription or cellular data required, and no fumbling with a separate device. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM radio stations like KGMI, and how you want AM included in your next new car we're taking your calls live on kgmi connects 360-676-5464 that we are and now uh, we've got time to take your call 360-676-5464 here on kgmi connects and yet another red state enshrines abortion rights in its constitution it seems like this is um, an issue that is showing some legs in the politics here in the United States. That um, this this is an issue that uh, people care about, uh, I, and I'm not just making it up. When you have got states like Kansas and Ohio um, turning back, um, or in, as I said. Uh, either turning back measures that would restrict uh, abortion or make it illegal or um, enshrining the right in, uh, within, to get an abortion within a reasonable period of time in the state uh, constitution, as happened in Ohio. And um, this seems to be uh, an issue that, as I said, it's, it's, got, it's got some legs. It's got energy and it's not going away. This isn't the direction, apparently, that uh, the majority of the country wanted to go in. I'm talking about the, uh, the, the overruling of Roe v. Wade, that um, I think most Americans would agree with uh, restrictions on abortion and not have them uh, 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 possible at any time. But, uh, and and I, quite frankly, the, the idea of uh, live births being squelched there in the delivery room because all of a sudden the parents decide they don't want it or the mother doesn't want the child. Uh, that's those arguments that I, I don't think anybody really takes them seriously because that it's quite a ridiculous uh, uh, and far-fetched uh, scenario. Uh, because the, at, at that point, you're talking about murdering a human being that is a viable human being that is alive outside of the mother. And, and I don't think a mother who has carried a child for months is, is you know, going to have that child, I mean, before birth, have that child uh, aborted. Because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, seven months into the pregnancy, they decide, I just don't want this. I, you know, get rid of this. This is not, not for me. Uh, so I think most Americans agree with uh, some uh, restrictions on abortion, but uh, not the the uh, draconian restrictions that have been put in place in some states, and uh, and I, certainly not the overall bans. If you look what uh, voters have done in these states, and not just uh, not just liberal bastions like like uh, Washington, but uh, just my thoughts as we wrap up here on this Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow and. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll have uh, the latest uh, count from our Whatcom County Auditor and uh, from our election coming up during the afternoon news. And, um, well, just hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'm off to give blood. Figure what the heck. 
I've got it. I can replace it, and I'll be happy to have someone else use what I can and live without for a while. So I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday, as I said, and take care. We'll see you tomorrow or talk with you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. KGMI Connects.